Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Harley's Hot Seat. My name's Harley. I'm your host. And today we have one of my really, 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 really good friends, Mariah, who was named as Mariah Carey in my phone, but that's not her actual name. How you doing, Mariah? Hi, my Harley. I'm doing well. Just living life. How are you? Living life. You know, we're doing this. It's great. Me and Mariah met my freshman year at UNLV. We lived on the same hallway in Dayton North. Go Rebels. Heck yeah. Go Rebels. That's how we met. Our roommates were really good friends, and then we became really good friends. And now we go on sushi dates when possible. Oh, yes. We love a good sushi date. We do. We have so many good stories. So many good stories. We do. Today we're going to be talking... To Mariah about her path into healthcare because she wants to be a nurse. That's right. Why did you decide to go down the path of healthcare and wanting to become a nurse? I get asked this question a lot, and they asked us like during orientation and our signing session, and it was really tough for me to come up with an answer because a lot of people, you know, have these healthcare stories where they're like, oh, you know, I was hospitalized as a child for a a while and like lived my life in hospitals and I just loved nurses and I wanted to give back, things like that. And I didn't, I didn't have a connection like that. So I just have always had a fascination with hospitals specifically to begin with for a while. And when I was in high school, you know, trying to figure out what the heck I was going to study, I knew that I had to do something where I would be giving back in some way, shape, or form. Because if I'm not helping others in my day-to-day life, I won't feel full. And I'm not sure if that's, you know, a selfish thing or a giving thing because I'm getting something out of it too, obviously. But I wanted to have a career where I could help people, but also be stable in my own life, you know, financially to have a family and, you know, live our best lives. So I kind of fell into nursing and I was nursing all the way. And not only did I know that I was supposed to do it, you know, once I started nursing school, you know, and being asked all these why questions at our orientation. But just during this quarantine, it's solidified and assured me that, yeah, this is exactly what I'm supposed to do. Because all I've wanted to do this whole time being at home for these six weeks is help. But obviously, as a nursing student, we're not being able to do that. But I don't know. I chose nursing because I'm able to help people while also feeling fulfilled in my own life, like I'm making a difference, if that makes sense. That makes really good sense, and that was really inspiring. And I'm just like, well, I was like, I want to be nice and help people. I'm like, I want to be famous. Hey, you know that's my other dream, too, so don't even. You're right, you're right. So starting to go into your undergrad, what did you major in? So undergrad, which I'm still in, but almost done. Unlike you, always finished. Lucky duck. Um. So at UNLV, what they have you do is you major in pre-nursing. And so what that does is like you take all your regular undergraduate courses, like your Englishes, your maths, your 
sci you're, you're like a basic science basically obviously an elective things like that and then obviously like you know in the honors college we have to take a few extra but with pre-nursing you take the science prerequisites so you take biology anatomy and physiology you do one chemistry class thank goodness because chemistry and mariah are not compatible we do not have chemistry um (laughs) and then you take microbiology which is something else i am so glad i passed that class but that's something else so you take all those classes and then based on the grades that you get you fill out their nursing application and a number is assigned to a letter grade and it all combines into a point system and then based on the amount of points they take 72 of the highest points that they got during that application process and then you're in I know that sounds super easy like I'm talking about it but it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done look at you you did it you got that high number we did we did now the good thing is is they don't tell you what other people's numbers are so you know I could have been on the high end I could have been on the low end but it doesn't matter you got the email there you go you got accepted you're you're in you're you're in. totally totally so what's the next step now that you've been accepted into the program are you guys gonna have to wait till like the quarantine's over or are you able to take certain courses now Right. So I was accepted back in December and started in January. So my so nursing school at UNLV is broken up into four levels. Each level is 15 weeks and between each level you get a two week break. And so it's a year round. It's a 16 month program nonstop, except for those two week breaks in between each level because they want to get you and they want to graduate you and keep it moving. You know, you have a nurse shortage going on. So I started in January with level one and everything was fine and dandy. And then, you know, March 13th rolled around and everything changed. So when that change happened, you know, luckily we were ending a semester soon. So today was my last day of level one. So there wasn't really new content that we were learning and things like that virtually. So I would say that my transition from in-person everything, from lecture to going to the hospitals to practicing skills, everything was in person, to switch that into virtual and doing everything in my bedroom scared me. But since we were winding down a level, there wasn't too much left to learn. Now, we start again, level two, May 11th, and they have already said that we will be starting virtually the same way um just because we're pretty sure that this quarantine is going to last a little bit longer and they just want to prepare us the best they can so what we will be doing is using zoom obviously you know like everyone else doing lectures that way and hopefully like midway through our semester the quarantine will be lifted and the hospitals you know in the valley will say okay it's safe to have your students come back and we will just hop back into the hospital scene I gotta agree this whole online quarantine is really hard but then for my mm-hmm. class 
really easy. But so I feel really bad for students who have like hands on things like, you know, you're a nurse, you're going into nursing. So you've had time to like go into the hospital and help patients. And I'm just like, I just listen to podcasts all day. That's my <laughs> But it's still something. Don't belittle what you're doing, Harley. But I mean, it is, it's going to be tough because, you know, our hands-on things in level one was front-loaded. So we had done a lot of our skills already and we were just going to clinicals every week. Um, so they changed the way we did that. But now starting level two, everything hands-on that we would have learned is going to be altered. Whether they're going to make us do simulations online or you know I don't know some type of program where you do it on the computer nothing is going to match or even come close to being similar to direct patient care because nothing can mimic that but that's just something that we all kind of have to accept I would say that my friends that are struggling with this are having a hard time accepting that detail of not being able to see real patients or real people for that matter um, and practicing the skills. But I mean, I have a lot of trust in the School of Nursing because I know that they wouldn't graduate us if they thought that we would hurt someone later on. You know what I mean? It's true. Um, It's true. So it's just, it's kind of, I don't know. You literally can only take it one week at a time. Either if school was in person or virtually, I still only take it a week at a time. Because it's a lot. It is a lot. And I think that's really good advice. But you have to deal with body parts. And that's that's scary. That's a lot of human. It is. <gasps> it is a lot. Oh, I've seen a lot of human, Harley. Even in those short three weeks, we only got to go to the, go to the hospital three times. In... Those three, like, eight to five days, I saw more than I, like, ever had in my entire life. This is, this is a lot of, like, I've, sp- I've had my fair share of surgeries, and I'm like, this stuff's disgusting. And there's, like, nurses coming and be like, what can I do for you? I'm like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to ask you to do anything for me, because I wouldn't do it for myself. Like, oh, oh. oh. Harley, we want to do everything. We want to see the grossest, I mean, not that, you know. Our patients are ever gross per se, but we want to see the craziest things we can just to get exposure. Like, you know, that I want to be well, one of the pro- like professions that I want to be in. I don't know, is it called a profession? I don't know what it's oh. like. I think it's a profession. Yeah, I feel like that's the right word. Oh, specialty. One of the specialties. That's the word I'm looking for. One of the specialties of nursing that really interests me, you know this, is labor and delivery. What could be grosser than labor and delivery? I don't find any of that grosser, like any, any of it. I love it all. Everything that happens in that room. I've seen two live births in my life and both times my mind is just blown. I think it's so amazing. You are such a, you are such a wonderful individual. Like we have (laughs) on tape. Like, my family was at it. You know what we're going to do in the late 90s? We're going to record this on a VCR. So that's what they did. And, like, ooh, like, seeing myself, because they had to vacuuming me out, you know? Oh, gosh. I had, like, a cone head. I was like, why would you, why would you, Harley, you saw your own birth? Yeah, I have it on video, doesn't it? (laughs) 
I don't know if I'd want to see my own birth. That that I, you're a trooper. Just fast forward to it. I'm just like, okay, you just well. Luckily, there's like so many people packed in this room because you had like my mom, my dad. I think you had my aunt and my grandma's in there. And so luckily you can't see too much stuff, but you just hear me screaming. And I'm like, <laughs> like, obviously you guys woke me up. That's what this is. Y'all decided to pull me out when I was asleep. That's it. Mm -hmm. You were comfortable. You were straight chilling. And they just decided to put a vacuum up next to your mother in her most vulnerable position and like take you out of there that's that's rude harley right that's what i'm saying they honestly and if you if you look at me i'm a little or cone head like mm -hmm. i've heard when they use that vacuum you know the babies do have a cone head but you don't have a cone head now Fine. no you it's a beautiful all head thank you but i'm still just when i came out you know i didn't i haven't got any sun you know, that is one thing that Vegas did not give you some sun. No, I can I no longer get it, but no sun. Mm -mm. Plus individual. But let's talk about what is, for those who are about to listen to the story, it might get a little graphic, but what is the grossest thing or like the coolest, grossest thing you've seen as going into nursing? That's a great question. Well, based on my three days that I got before quarantine. Yes. Hmm. That is a great question. I guess, I guess probably, I don't want to call it gross. I feel like when I call things gross, I'm being mean to them. And you know, I don't want to be mean to them, but this person was not my patient. Um, because in when you go to clinicals, you get assigned one specific patient that you basically know front and back when you're coming into the hospital. But throughout the day, you get to help nurses with other patients that they have. Because nurses usually cover, you know, four, five, six patients a day based on, you know, what hospital they're at. So I was working with a great nurse that day. And he was going to do a wound change. So basically, he was going to do a dressing change where you take off all the old dressings that have been on wounds on a patient. And then you put new ones on and clean it out to make sure the infection doesn't grow or spread, things like that. So I was helping him with that. And we had to put full PPE on, which now the whole world knows what PPE is. PPE is personal protective equipment. So I had the gown on. I had the gloves I had the goggles I had the mask on because it was well actually I don't know why he was in an in an isolation room because he wasn't my patient but he was in this room and we were doing the wound change and he I went got all the wound stuff I came into the room and he was laying on his side and I had noticed that he didn't have legs first of all I didn't know this man didn't have legs and you know me Harley I'm so I want to know everything. Like, why didn't he have legs? He was in the war. Maybe he got them cut off. You know, all these things. So you asked first... him why this man didn't have legs? No, no, of course I didn't ask him that. No, these were things <laughs> in my head. Are you kidding me? That RN would have kicked me out. No, you never ask why. You never ask why. That's like um, rude. No, these. this is in my head, Harley. 
So that's what I'm thinking. I'm like making a story up for this man because he wasn't my patient. This one out. And he turns over and his whole right side from his lower back to right before the knee, because the rest was non-existent, was black necrotic tissue with literal maybe four to five inch deep holes in his skin. And this man is Caucasian, so he's white. And his skin looks black because it's literally whatever was going on was eating away at his skin. And they were such deep holes. This RN was like packing, you know, gauze or whatever dressing that he was using into these holes to cover it up and to help its healing. I have never seen holes in people's skin like that. I mean, four or five inches deep. I'm surprised I didn't see bone. But yeah, that's probably the grossest or the most intense. Other than that, my other patients that I had were, you know, a lot older and, you know, had disease processes that you get when you're older. But they're not as fun. I mean, they're fun people, sure, but, you know, their skin isn't eating away at itself. Gosh, that was so... That Was, was that, that good enough? Was that good that, enough? That's great. That's a story, man. I got to put like a warning yeah. prior to and be like hey <gasps> do we get the explicit little warning tag you know i have to add it now with really i have to i feel like i gotta i feel honored you got people out there with weak stomachs they can't be listening to people with four to five inch holes in their body oh i tried to tone it down that would give someone with a weak that would hurt someone don't know. Just to be safe, I'm going to add the tag. Just to be safe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh. Well, we talked about your most crazy, your coolest patient you've done, you've done in. Mm-hmm. Is the most rewarding thing about what you're going into? Hmm. That's a great question, Harley. Like a loaded question. That's a heavy question. It's a heavy one. I think probably the most rewarding, because I mean, there's only so much I can do as a level one nursing student who gets butterflies and a stomach ache and like diarrhea every time it was clinical day because I did not want to hurt anyone. I didn't want to mess up. And it's nerve wracking walking into a hospital with scrubs on. It really is. Honestly, seeing patients' faces when you do one little thing to help them, whether that's adjust them in their bed, get them another pillow, get them a blanket, get them some ice chips. Oh, they didn't eat their meal. Maybe, like, let's have a conversation as to why they didn't eat their meal. Oh, they're allergic to, you know, peanut butter. And peanut butter was in their meal, you know, and you have to talk to the dietitian and all that stuff. Like literally just making their stay a little bit more comfortable, which is kind of all that I can do right now as a level one and seeing their face of just no, or just feeling like they've been heard was great. I mean, I would walk away every day from the hospital knowing that I at least did one thing for someone today that could really help them. Like, I guess for example, so my second week going in, I had a patient, um, she was a lot older. She basically had to have a sitter in her room because she had made threats to hurt herself 
and to hurt others. And so when you do that and you're in, you know, healthcare providers' hands, we are mandatory reporters. We have to commit you, basically. And so this old and she's in her 80s. She said these things like she wants to kill herself. I'm going to hurt others. Blah, blah, blah. I had her the next day and I was super nervous because I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I hope I don't do something to trigger her, you know, anything like that. And by the way, she happened to be one of the nicest patients I had. I had no clue why she was, you know, committed. But it turned out that she has really bad dementia and didn't even remember saying those things which was heartbreaking but one thing I did for her that day was we had moved her from her bed to the chair to kind of just get her body moving have a change of scenery a little bit in her room and I had seen that her like legs were super dry like scaly they were straight white and this woman was really um like a beautiful, like, think of dark chocolate mocha skin, okay? And so when I looked at her legs and they were white, I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And so I asked, like, hey, do you, would you mind if I, like, put lotion on your legs? And so I gave her a little massage with some lotion, and she fell right asleep. And so I left the room, because she was asleep, and when I passed her room, like, maybe an hour later, she, like, called my name. She was like, Mariah, Mariah. I was like, hi. Like, are you okay? Can I get you anything? She was like, I just want to say, like, I really appreciate you helping me out. My legs feel so much better. Like, they felt super dry. Like, they were cracking. Problem. And, you know, just doing little things like that, it's honestly makes everything worth it. Like, sitting in summer school for all the semesters, you know, flipping microbiology, chemistry, it, it makes everything worth it when you see that. My heart. That was a really cute story. That wasn't graphic at all. <laughs> no? Okay, good. Good, good, good. good. <laughs> we all have to morning label. Great. All right. Well, we're going to jump around a little bit. And earlier you said one of the specialties you wanted to do was work in, ch- was work in the delivery room, you know? Mm-hmm. Is there any other dream specialties that you would love to do? I, yes, there is. Harley and I just discovered this specialty thanks to TikTok. Okay. And TikTok, if you ever want to sponsor these podcasts, go right ahead. So on TikTok, I follow a lot of nurses because the healthcare community has been super big on TikTok, as they should get their moment, right? So there was she came up and she was doing um she was like putting words on the screen to that sound where it's like nope yep nope you know what I'm talking about Marley yeah yeah okay so she was using that sound and she was a forensic nurse examiner and what they do is basically they get to combine law and nursing all together and they are called when um there are domestic violence victims or sexual abuse victims in the hospitals. They are called to come out. You know, they do evidence collection. They conduct interviews with the patients. And they are allowed to um, basically be expert witnesses in court if there ever was, like, a court case with their patient. Um, 
law enforcement officers work with them to try and solve cases, all these things. And I was like, wow, like, obviously what they're seeing every day is terrible. And probably every time they get a call isn't the happiest time of their life. But on the other hand, I love law stuff. Like, I would never go to law school. I do not have that patience. But (laughs) I am a big fan of Criminal Minds, Law and Order, CSI, and you know I all compare things to TV shows like Grey's Anatomy, of course. And so I was thinking all of my tips and tricks that I have learned specifically from Criminal Minds could be combined with nursing and my Grey's Anatomy life, and I could be living the dream of combining law and nursing, because I do love law. I really do. It's super fascinating to me. Um, And, you know, domestic violence is very close to my heart. It's been a part of my family a little bit. So I feel like I could relate to many, many people on that level. And in Las Vegas, especially, we have so much domestic violence in Las Vegas that it's not talked about enough but we do it's unbelievable and sexual abuse because of so much human trafficking that happens in this city I oh I've been doing tons of research on this job description this specialty ever since I found out about it thanks to TikTok so basically I would keep doing what I'm doing Um, You have to have at least two years of experience as just an RN. So it's going to take me a little bit. Like you can get a master's degree in it or get certificates. It's something that you kind of have to, it's not just something that you can jump into right out of nursing school, which is obviously understandable. Um, But it definitely is something that I'm also interested in. I can see it. Mm -hmm. I can see it. Really good at it. I really could, too. I don't know. When I saw it, I have been obsessed with it for about two weeks. And that and labor and delivery are the only two specialties that have, like, given me, you know, that kind of vibe. So it's definitely something that could happen. I think you should do it. I think you should go for it. Okay, Harley, I'm going to do it. And then when you graduate with this master's degree, I'll be there in the front row holding a sign being like, I told her she should do it, and she did it. Boom. <laughs> Heck yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, I know I really want to get my master's, but like thinking about a master's degree while you're still getting a bachelor's is so sad. It makes me so sad. It's not sad. I mean, I for a while, like a couple of weeks ago, I was really into thinking, oh, I was going to get my master's degree. You know, mm-hmm. I want to get in um, psychology. So I can study social media and how it affects people and, like, influencers and everything. Like, the mental side of it. Right. But I'm like, well, I have time. If I want to figure out what I want to do now and then maybe get a master's in, like, a couple of years, see what happens. Totally. You really do. You really do. So we'll see. But talking about shows like Criminal Minds and Grey's Anatomy, I know you (laughs) haven't been fully immersed in, like, the world of nursing quite yet but how spot on is like shows like Grey's Anatomy and private practice what really goes on I have been a fan of Grey's Anatomy for years I've watched Grey's Anatomy from episode one to its current episode 
or whatever current season it is at that time. I've watched it four times fully from episode one to whatever current season it was when I would watch it. Which, we're on what season? Season 16, season 17? I can't remember specifically. It's a lot of episodes and a lot of stuff happens. And I'm not going to spoil anything just in case for some god-awful reason someone hasn't seen Grey's Anatomy who's listening to this. I'm, on epi- I'm, on season- I'm in season three, episode four. Jeez, Harley, keep keep working at it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> With Grey's Anatomy, their medicine, I would say, you know, what they do, like, in surgery or when they're talking about these, you know, rare disease processes that are happening in their, in the halls of Seattle Grace, you know? Because um, I don't want to ruin, you know, the new name of Seattle Grace you're on season three but anyways it's the medicine is accurate but they portray those surgeons or doctors whatever you want to call them like they do everything in their hospital a lot it's kind of funny because when they're in their patients rooms or having conversations with them or with the families you they don't really surgeons don't really do that um a lot of patient interaction is done with nurses and CNAs. So, I mean, when you're seeing these surgeons have, you know, heart-to-heart conversations before this big surgery with their patient, that may not happen. I mean, it could happen. I've only met a few doctors in my days at the hospital, but the nurses and the CNAs are there way more than those physicians and those surgeons. So it Grey's Anatomy portrays, you know, obviously their main characters is like they do everything, but there's a whole healthcare team and team environment and effort while in the hospital. It is not one person doing everything. So that's the only thing that I learned <laughs> when I hit the hospital was like, oh, the doctors are just around. Like I can't page Dr. Bailey to the floor like no the doctors do rounds in so many hospitals all over the valley all day like only some hospitals will have doctors on that floor like I know my clinical instructor works on the peds unit and at that hospital on that floor they do always have I mean there's those differences but based on the medicine I've actually learned a lot like, I will hear terms in Grey's Anatomy, and I'll be like, oh, my God, I know that term. Like, oh, yeah, put that trach in them. You know what I mean? Totally understand what you're saying, because I also am a STEM major who's going into nursing. And I totally understand what they say when they say certain things. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. I don't Google that stuff at all. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Just It's just the drama part of Grey's Anatomy that's amazing. And the fact that it's in a medical world is what makes it so awesome. You gotta watch The Resident. That's what you gotta watch. I have not watched The Resident. I tried private practice because obviously the main character is from Grey's Anatomy. But I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it. Grey's Anatomy and New Amsterdam are the medical shows that I love. You heard it here, folks. I died for those. Absolutely. You have to try The Resident. I like The Resident. But it's more of 
But they also cover like what goes more what goes on behind the scenes. Like the mm. business of it. So I think that's why I was a lot it was easier for me to watch that show than watch Grey's Anatomy. Right, right. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy is definitely like you are a sappy person, you know, there's relationships in there. Everyone's in an all on call room all the time. Like I was told that is that does not happen in a hospital. It's a little disappointing, but it's fine. All right. Well, I have one final question before we end the podcast. And it is, what advice would you give somebody who wants to go into nursing as a student? Again, a heavy question. I think, oof, Harley, that's a hard one. I, I could have a lot of advice. Something that comes to mind is two things. One, you have to enjoy the process. Like, even if you're still in pre-nursing, like you're not even in nursing school yet, you have to to find a way to enjoy the process because if all you think about is just graduating and just being a nurse, you will miss out on so much and you will hate school, like going through it every day. Another thing is, is to remind yourself and remind yourself very often why you're doing it. Because when you're in nursing school, when you're not sleeping all week when you're up studying and learning new skills and it's so much information at once it is very very easy to get into a very negative headspace and feel like you want to quit for sure but as long as you remember why you're doing it or the reason that life is going to be better for you or others when you're done with it it helps in the process and to make it bearable oh oh and one more really I know you said one I don't have one um make friends make those nursing friends make friends on the side obviously like you Harley god I love you so much but also make those nursing friends so that you never feel alone when you're doing all this work you're up at 2 a.m you need someone to be able to call who can reassure you that you you are saying you're not psycho you're not crazy that exam is going to be fine. You're going to pass it. Like, you need those friends as well. You can't do nursing school alone. I haven't been able, I haven't met one person who's doing this alone. So, yeah, I think those three things will get Love you through. It. Well, at least I'm trying. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You'll be seeing Mariah as a nurse as soon as she graduates officially. You know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> I may be your nurse. Who knows? Who knows? Remember this name, Mariah. Remember. Exactly. All right. Well, follow her on Instagram at MariahRay99. That's right. That's right. Honestly, thank you for that plug, Harley. That wraps up another one of my episodes. Thank you so much, Maya, for taking the time to talking to me about your passion for nursing and healthcare. It was it was a really great conversation, I feel. Of course. I loved it. I mean, I love talking to you. I could talk to hours and you know, I love talking about what my future entails. It's fun. Yes. Well, I'm very excited to see what your future does entail. For everybody who's listening, thank you again so so much for taking the time to listen to another episode of Harley's Hot Seat. If you're interested in being in the episode or know somebody, feel free to DM me on Instagram or Twitter at harj98. It's spelled exactly how it sounds. Make sure to follow me, follow my friend Mariah. But overall, have a great day. And as Mariah said, 
make sure to make friends out there and absolutely be kind to everyone especially especially during this time be kind you don't know what somebody else is going through so thank you again for listening and i hope you have a fantabulous day and i look forward to talking to with you on another episode all right goodbye